Hey everybody, this is George Brashear with Shakedown of Thunder Sports, and you're about to watch the two Irish brothers. Go Irish! How's it going, everyone? I am ND Sean 45. I'm Irish Benjamin 57. And together, we are the two Irish brothers, and we are here for our first ever recap of a Notre Dame football game. But listen, while this is on the top of my mind, I have to address this now. Ben, I know you want to address it, so I'm going to get us started with this. Um, obviously, we're going to get to this. Today's game, the first game of the season for the Irish, it was not what any of us had expected. And I wholeheartedly acknowledge that. But I got to say, um, all the negativity that's going on in our fan base right now, and I'm not talking about the whole fan base. I'm talking about the negative Fairweather fans that the Notre Dame fan base does have. I, I'm sorry, but these people are absolutely pathetic. I mean, I, sw I swear to God, our fan base is the only one that actually has people in it that complain after winning. It just I had I had a guy earlier Ben tell me that oh uh, Ian Book sucks and Brian Kelly needs to be fired and I'm like I go at it with this guy and I'm not gonna give names I'm not gonna give where this was at like what p social media platform but this is absolutely pathetic dude the fact that there are actually people in our fan base that would complain after getting a freaking win no matter how sloppy it might have been I mean I'm freaking sick of it. I mean, it's like, what do these, do these people not accept the fact that bad games do happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I try not to focus on it. I try, you know, to focus on what, what we're really doing, you know, us here at the Two Irish Brothers and what's going on in the actual Notre Dame world. And when I say that, I mean, like, the football game, you yeah. know, and there were – and we'll get to it. Like you said, there were a lot of good and there was a lot of bad and it's week one and it's COVID and we played a game. We got it under our belts. We won the game. And you know, we did what we were supposed to do. We won the game and now we're moving on, you know, and it's the, the first conference game is out of the way. Um, we took care of what we needed to do conference wise so far. We're one and oh in conference play. Um, other teams that are yet to be determined, they're playing, and they could be one and zero or zero and one. It is what it is. But yeah, it's it's disheartening seeing some of the comments, you know. And I know it's not a whole fan base thing. I know that, and I get it too. I get the the frustration, you know. I mean, we hear all about this high-powered offense, we hear that, you know, multiple sources that are not even, like, in Notre Dame country are saying our line is supposed to be this amazing line, you know, and the score shows that it wasn't the amazing line, you know. But at the same time, it's like you have to accept what is and you can't worry about what wasn't and – then it's time to move on. 
And I look, mean, my plan is not to go on some outrageous and obnoxious screaming rant and getting all pissed off and angry and whatnot. But I just, the last three years in particular, we've been hearing this from these so-called Irish fans who claim to love this team so much, have their backs, and, I, and I'm talking about the, the strictly the negative fans, okay? I'm not talking about the whole fan base, because I saw a lot, of, a lot of good Irish fans making their presence felt today, too, after the game. But let me just say this, and this is really all I'm going to say about it. All you, all you supposed Irish fans, the ones who just like to bitch and complain and piss and moan just because something didn't go the way you thought it would, if all you're going to do is, is dog the players, dog Brian Kelly, call for his fire and all that bullshit, then get the hell out of the fan base and go watch another team. All right? Not every game is going to be played per. At the same time, these are kids. Even the ones who have been there for a couple years, they're kids, okay? Mistakes do happen. Even Hall of Famers in the NFL make mistakes. They miss open passes and that kind of thing. So if all you're going to do is bitch, especially after a win, get the F out of the Notre Dame fan base. And that's where I'm going to leave it. you have anything you want to add to that? No, I'm good. All right. Now, with that said, on to some positive things. So, the Irish make history today, Ben. Not only did we beat Duke, but we beat Duke in our first ever, well, two, we made history twice. We played in a conference game, and we won our first ever conference game. And the final, yep. final score was Notre Dame 27, Duke 13. Um, and as we alluded to already in the first few minutes of this video, this game was, it certainly wasn't what either of us had in mind, what either of us expected, but still a win is a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, like I said, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, you know, and um, always room for improvement. I don't care if you win 56 to nothing or if you win 27 to 13 against Duke, you know, there, there's always room for improvement. Um you know, I, I, I think across the board, for the most part, a lot of teams struggled in the beginning of their games. Um, there was a lot of miscues in our game and across college football. And the only ones that I have seen so far that were firing on all cylinders were teams that were playing a lesser opponent, significantly lesser opponent, in an FCS team. You know, um, I saw West Virginia just blow – um, Eastern Kentucky out of the water. I mean, I loved it because I can't stand Eastern Kentucky at all. Um, but, and then I saw Oklahoma just absolutely thrashing Missouri State. But these are FCS schools going up against a decently high-powered team in West Virginia and Oklahoma. You know, um, we had two upsets today. You know, Iowa State lost to uh, University of um, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Well, in their state, well, actually, it's just Louisiana now. Is it okay? Yeah. Um, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Um, who's the other big? There's another Big Twelve team. Oh, K State lost to Arkansas State yeah. in their home stadium. You know, so I mean, it could have gone that way, but back to Notre Dame. You know, we won our first conference game. Um, and I'm going to give Duke credit, man. You know, I 
I said that 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 the defensive line was going to be the bright spot. It sure was today for Duke. They brought the Not pressure. Gonna, they had a lot of pressure on Ian Book. Um, they made him very very uncomfortable. Um, and I think that really gave Duke some life. You know, Duke was pretty scary at times against us. Um, but on the flip side, you know, I predicted a 56 to 17 victory for the Irish. That sure didn't happen. You know, I mean, you go three and out, what, three times in a row, I think it was to begin the game. I thought it was like the first, uh, I, I thought it was like our first six possessions were three and out, but I could I could be wrong about that. Or it was six of seven, whatever. So that's concerning, you know. And, and I get that it was raining, and I get that the weather wasn't great. I mean, you know, we live decently close to South Bend. You know, it's about three hours from where I am, so we get about the same weather that South Bend had, and it was pretty crappy weather today. I'm not gonna lie, you know, I had to run some errands, and it was crappy going out in that in that weather. I get it. Um, and I can only imagine playing a football game in it. But, you know, this is University of Notre Dame. This is a brand that preaches excellence. And at times in this game, Sean, you know, there wasn't there, – the excellence to me wasn't there. And, and uh, so, re- real quick, Ben, I'll, get to, I'll address that in just a second, but you might want to put your camera up a little bit because I'm getting – there you go. There you go. I was just, get, I was just getting your eyes, it, it was, or that's where it was stopping. I like it. I'm like hiding down there or something. Kind of a little bit, yeah. But no, you're right. And and listen, I, I'm not in denial of that. Um, you know, with my, the first couple minutes of the rant that I went on to start this this uh, recap, but um, no, I I don't deny that for a second. That was not, you know, that was not uh, elite. That was not, you know, we we weren't shaking down the thunder. Put it that way. No, I mean there no. there there was uh, times when Ian Book was very. What's the word that I'm looking for? He he was he was scared. He, he was, was very flat. Very flat, flustered. Um, you know, I thought. I mean, the offensive line. They. Uh, you know, they didn't they, they give were, him time. No, and I mean, I don't care who you are. Your line makes or breaks you. I'm sorry. I mean, absolutely. Oh, you can put Trevor Lawrence behind that line. You could put Joe Burrow from last year behind that line. You know, you could put freaking Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, you know, highlight reel, human joystick guys. I don't I don't care who you are. If you don't have time to throw, I, I, I you know, you're not going to do anything. And, and that's exactly what was happening today. And then on top of that, we couldn't, in addition to Ian Book, you know, getting flustered at times and playing scared, running for his life, which I'm not saying that the offensive line didn't play well. I'm not saying that they played poor the whole game. They picked it up. They got better. They improved. But right. it, it wasn't just Ian Book. There was times when we couldn't get our running game going. I mean, that Duke defensive line was plugging up the holes very quickly. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't hit those holes in time and break through. Um, so overall that, that entire first half was pretty, uh, just pretty. And, but in the second half, the second half, that was a different story. Uh, things started to get better. Um, but also Ben, and you and I were talking about this off camera, a very concerning, uh, thing that happened in today's game is the majority of Ian books, passing yards were coming from running backs and not so much the receivers and tight ends. Right. Yep. Yep, the first pe- uh, first period, the first quarter, 
um, of the game, there was not a single pass completed to a wide receiver. That is very, 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 very concerning to me. If you want to beat a big-name program, whoever it is, whoever you're going against, you have to have a running game and a passing game. And the running the running backs don't count as your passing game. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, you can throw a pass to them, and they can account for the passing yards. But to me, a game is your wide receivers. See, your running you game, your running backs, they're supposed to be your safety valve when there's not an open receiver. But your actual right. wide receivers could, and tight ends, those should be your number one priority. Right. And and, and you know what? I mean, I mean, we did see the emergence of Mayer, you know, that freshman tight end. Oh, he's and good, and good, we, good. we certainly are. We certainly are tight end you. You know, when when he caught that ball and broke that tackle and got that first down, that was angry big man, you know. And the scary thing is with him, he's a freshman. I mean, that's a freshman doing that stuff, not a, a junior or senior. So he's only going to get better, you know, as he progresses as a football player at Notre Dame. And as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, and Ian Book needs to get him the ball some more. He showed that he came to play. Now, the wide receivers, I, I, I don't know what was going on. And there was a thing brought up um, with Lindsey. You know, it came out after the game was over that Lindsey was basically a healthy scratch for the game. Um, wasn't injured, didn't play the game. So it makes you wonder if there was, you know, team rules broken or academics. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I wondered what happened there. You know, I, I I saw people, you know, saying, oh, well, Coach Kelly's an idiot for not playing Lindsey, and I can't believe that he's not playing Lindsey, and I can't believe – and it's like, okay, come on. Second longest tenured coach we've had at Notre Dame. Come on. I mean, you don't get there by being a, a complete and total moron. I mean, they, they run a big-name fan bases that can't figure their shit out. Uh, you know, so something went on. Something happens, yeah. whether it was rules, whether it was – a fight at practice, you know, that was practices that are closed to the media. Nobody gets to come in. Nobody gets to see it. You know, something could have happened. He could have said something in a meeting. He might have been late to a meeting. You know, who knows what, what it was. But I think something like that happened. I don't like that it happened. That's a big-name superstar on your team that needs to get his crap together, you know, if that's what's going on. But, I mean, there's clearly a reason, and there was a message sent, I think by Brian Kelly for, for Lindsay and then the rest of the guys. I mean, that's a Lindsay got in trouble and he's their superstar and he sits that game. That sends a message to the rest of them. I don't care who you are. You're sitting if you're not going to obey and you're not going to do what needs to be done in practice and whatnot. And that's the thing. We're already down a wide receiver. You know, Kevin Austin is still out with him. And then today, you know, you have this with Braden Lindsay, who you need to see on that field. He has, so much firepower and so much talent, you need him. And I'm not saying, right. and, and I'm not saying that the guy, that the, the receivers that were on the field don't have talent. You know, we know Lawrence mm -hmm. Keys has talent. Joe Wilkins has talent. He had a couple nice catches there in the second half. Um, in uh, Javon McKinley, I didn't really hear his name called at all. But I think with the, but the thing is though, Braden Lindsay is a proven guy. We know what he can do. He, and he is explosive. So you need, yeah, you need him on that field. And, but still though, it just goes to show when you don't have your playmate, these other guys need to step up. But, but ultimately, ultimately though, Ben, I think it goes back to what you said. Um, 
I think the reason why Ian Book was missing a lot of these guys, because I'm sure they, I didn't see every single play, of course, but I know there were guys open, and, I, and I'm sure Ian knows that too. But it all goes right. back to the offensive line. I really don't think they were giving him enough time to, for the play to set up and for Ian to be able to find these guys because he's running for his life. So Right. But, the pocket was collapsing a lot. Yes. I mean, you know, and like I said, I'm not trying to give anybody a pass. I'm not trying to say that, you know, we should hold their hand and pat them on the head and say it's okay. I, I, I get all that. But when the pocket's collapsing around you, when you got guys in your face, you know, you're not going to make an accurate throw. I'm sorry. You know, you're just not. And, yeah. I mean, Ian Bimes, that if he's given time to throw and he's got guys open – and he, and he can read the defense properly and actually not be running for his life, he's dangerous. I mean, he's really, really dangerous. So, you know, there were a few things that happened in the game passing-wise that he had miscues off the bat where he hit a wide-open guy and the guy just didn't make the catch, you know. And I get that. And that's going to happen. I mean, you know, there are guys that it hits them in the hands and they drop it, whatever. But the pocket collapsing is a big problem. And that's on the offensive line. The guys, those guys on the line have talent. They got to step up and, you know, right. they, they have to fix their mistakes quick. And this is what a lot of people don't realize. Just because a, a win is not pretty doesn't mean that you can't improve from it. I mean, like I said, so many people have our season written off already because we had a close encounter with Duke. It's the first right. freaking game, people. Right. But you know what? Right. But we're, we're, we're forgetting something. We've talked about a lot of the negatives so far. Let's talk about the positive. Let's get, let's get a better vibe to this episode right now. The, yeah. one, the, one, the first positive is I like the play out of our defense. Our defense was phenomenal today, especially um, two guys that really stand out the most. Isaiah Foskey who was in there getting put in pressure, had a, had a, he only had one. I think he only had one, but still, he was making tackles left and right. He, yeah. Yeah, I think he had a couple, I think he had a couple sacks. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was one or two, but still, he was in there breaking plays up all day, make us uh, stepping up to the, stepping up to the call. And it was, it was impressive. And then Kyle Hamilton, Kyle mm-hmm. Hamilton continuing from, oh. Because he had he had a couple of pass breakups uh, that were big early on in the game. He's continuing right where he left off from last season. He did leave the game, but he was able to walk off on his own. He stayed in uniform, and I found out that it was only an ankle sprain. He's going to be all right, so which is yeah. phenomenal news. But that defense, yeah, he got a little up, you know, and, and it wasn't severe, severe. But I mean, he he got his legs, you know, kind of twisted and taken out from underneath him, and it was an awkward fall. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of thing happens, especially when you got bodies going every which way. You know, I, I was very nervous when I saw him go down. I'm like, great. You know, he's hurt. Awesome. We lose him for a season. I mean, we've seen it happen. You know, yeah. us Notre Dame fans, we've seen it. We've we lost Drew Tranquil for a season. We've lost. I mean, you can go down the list of people that we've lost. Sean Crawford. I mean, so to see that, it, it you know, it definitely makes your stomach drop. But yeah, the defense came to play. And think of this, okay? We only allowed 13 points in this game. And this is now what in a row of only 13 points or less being allowed by our defense? I mean, our defense came to play today. And the silver lining and the awesome thing I like about today's game that I think a lot of people aren't focusing on 
is the fact that it was a closer game. And I say this almost every season with close games. I would rather have a couple close games in the season than not have any close games and then have your only close game in the championship or bowl game that you're going to. Because I've seen in the past where a team, you know, like the years that Southern Cal was really, really good, okay, they blow everybody out of the water. You know, every single game's, you know, double-digit wins. They Like, nobody seems to be able to touch them. And then they either get to their championship or their bowl game, and then somebody smacks them in the mouth. Yeah. And they're almost shell-shocked, like, what the hell just happened? And it's like you get that game where, like, you know that you got to make a play. You know that, like, everything's on the line. You have – you know, it's not, like, easy fun time. Yeah. So – you know, I feel like a lot of these games that are close, they battle test you and they make you ready. Because guess what? We got two, maybe three really big opponents on this schedule in Clemson, North Carolina, and like Louisville, mm-hmm. you know, that are pretty good for what they are. Those are going to be close games. You know, you're not going to blow out Clemson. You're not going to blow out North Carolina. You're not going to blow yeah. out Louisville. It's going to come down to the final couple possessions or the final possession. And I gotta correct so this, I gotta correct you on one thing, Ben, with our defense. The streak hasn't been that long because as much as I hate mentioning this, uh we gave up forty five to Michigan last year. Yeah, but I'm saying like not like I'm saying like last couple games, you know, and then average. Oh, and our average gotcha, gotcha. You know, our average has been yeah, I mean, everybody has it, but, you know, we have bad games. I mean, Clemson had a couple of games last year where they gave up a ton of points. You know? I see, but their I see. Still, still amazing, you know. So, yeah, our average, we're in the top three defenses average-wise the last three seasons. Gotcha. You're we right. Won, we have won 33 games in the last three seasons with three losses. But I mean, let that – like, think about that for a second. And our three losses – one to Michigan, one to Clemson, and one to Georgia. Well, actually, uh, five. Because we lost. Right, I, right, right. But, well, grand total season, yes. Yes, sorry. I, I apologize. Yes. Because we lost, I mean, we like, lost what, to Georgia again, our, and then we uh, lost to um, Stanford. Or not Stanford, uh, Miami. Yes, yes, the Miami, yes. It's like, I think we're like 33-6 yep. and six in, the, in the previous three seasons. Right. But so, yeah, I mean, but let, let's fire Brian Kelly. Right. Right. And that's my and you know what? I get it. I, I get that we can't get over the hump. I get it. And it's frustrating as hell. You know, I, I get all that. And we take hell from all these other fan bases, you know, that say like, well, you can't beat the games you need to win, you know, and all that. But but in grand scheme of things. But back to positive news. Yes. What I did like is we improved. If you watch the first half and then you watch the second half, we picked our game up. Yeah. You know, started to slow down. We started to really get them figured out. We started to fire on all cylinders. You know, it, it wasn't pretty at times in the second half. I'll give you that. But we improved. And like you said, just because you have a bad game doesn't mean you can't improve. And I'm sorry. I think Duke brought it today. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, give the Fighting Irish a pass. You know, our offense needs to get better, sure. But you got to give Duke some credit, man. You know, they were angry. They gave us a scare. Defense came to play. And their offense, led by that quarterback that transferred out of Clemson, 
I think their offense is going to give some people fits this year. Awesome. I, I think Duke sneaks. I think Duke sneaks some some games this year. I really do. You know, I I, I think that Duke could be a lot better than people have given them credit for. Well, and like I said, I mean, look, I wish that we could have that dream game every single time. You know, five hundred plus yards of offense, fifty points. But but people got to wake up and realize that's not how things work. You're not right. that's not how it's always going to be. You're going to have games that, you know, surprisingly were close that you didn't expect to be close. But just because you have a close encounter doesn't mean that the team is a bad team. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I I I think that, you know, this could be Notre Dame's wake-up call. Like, look, man, you know, this is what happened, and you can play that way against Duke. You can play that way against Syracuse, Florida State, you know, because like, look what happened to Florida State today. But you can't play that way against Clemson. You can't play that way against North Carolina. You can't play that way against Louisville. And they're on our schedule this year. Yeah. You know, I don't even think we can play that way against Boston College or Pitt. Not, because even, not even South College, Florida next week. You know, so – I think it's a wake-up call. I really do. You know, you get it under your belt. You got the jitters out. You know what you need to do. You see what you need to do. And the other bright spot was hearing that there are a lot of players on our team that are taking the COVID thing very serious. They're taking it where, you know, we mess up, we can't play, and we want to play. And look what happened. We were supposed to have Virginia. Virginia got canceled because players couldn't couldn't be healthy. They couldn't stay out of trouble. They couldn't, you know, whatever. So there's the other bright spot with our team. Our guys are at least smart enough to know, look, man, you know. How bad do you want to play? Right. And they showed it. And and apparently, you know, they're getting it going. But other bright spot, Sean, what did you think of Kyron Williams? I was just going to bring that up. Um, the guy that you predicted to have a breakout a breakout season, he got that started today. I think let's see, I got his stats right here. Um, so his final stats of for the day were uh, um, 19 carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns, with an average of 5.9 yards a carry. That's how you want to start a season. So yep. him yep. Be, him being our breakout guy this year, you, you called it, man. But also. Even though Lewis running backs, man. Yeah, and even though he wasn't, his numbers don't look as sexy. Um, I saw some good stuff out of uh, out of uh, uh, what you call it, Chris Tyree. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he broke some tackles. Yeah, he looked good too. You know, he's going to be one of those guys where if he hits a hole, he's just been. He's going to be like all the other running backs that we've had in recent years, like Josh Adams, C.J. Procise, Dexter Williams. Hit that, hit that hole. He's gone. Yep. So, oh yeah, it, you know our line improves. You know, oh, and, and they use this film. And, and if we can be the line that everybody says that we got, dude, our running game is gonna be phenomenal. Load the box, and you and they think that you're gonna run it down their throats. That's when you go open up the passing game. Yes. You know, you know. So I, I'm excited about that. You know, like I said, I got to give my St. Louis guys love. St. Louis creates amazing running backs. You know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott came out of St. Louis, and now it's Kyron Williams. You know, the list just keeps on going. So and I'm you know, excited. I'm happy for Williams. 
You know, I, I think that if our line blocked a little bit better, he could have had three touchdowns. Um, you know what? The only thing that irritates me sometimes with running backs is when they kind of slow down. When they're running, they're in the open field, they're running, there's a guy coming from behind trying to get them, and then they slow down and, like, they're looking over their shoulder, like, trying to, like, see where the guy is. Dude, don't look over your shoulder. Just keep going, man. And if he had just kept those afterburners on, he would have been gone. Oh, yeah. And it, the guy catch him, and I'm like, oh, come on, man. You would have had another one. So... Well, and also, I know I'm kind of all over the place with this, but uh, another another guy that I have to give a special a special uh, recognition to, excuse me, is Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Uh, yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. He was the big he was the big star of the defense today overall. Six, uh, let's see, uh, six tackles, three three uh, assists, and one sack. And Isaiah Foskey, I mean, his numbers weren't what I thought. Uh, one tackle, one assist, and one sack. But still, though, like I said earlier, he was putting the pressure on left and right on on that Duke defensive line and the quarterback. Um, but yeah, just with all the, with all the negatives and the slow start to the season overall, there were a lot of positives that we all we as Irish fans need to focus on. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's our, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's you can be pissed off all you want. Fine, this is the performance that Ben and I weren't expecting either. And it's okay to be frustrated, but to just say that the season is doomed that and that, oh, we're only going to win five or six games or whatever, quit being so damn negative and realize it's the first game. And on top of that, not only was it the first game, but you have some, not necessarily some new guys, but you have some guys that are in different roles this year. And you, yeah. have, and you have a... You had limited practices because of COVID. So there's all sorts of factors that contributed to this. So overall, this was not a pretty win, but it's a win nonetheless. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's what your ultimate goal is, is to win the game. And the Irish right. did that. And you know what? If if we win a bunch of close games, and heck, you know, even if, like, we win against Clemson, or heck, even if we lose by a few points to Clemson, as long as we get to that title game, that ACC title game, and as long as we win that title game, you can have a bunch of close games and people will gripe and moan about it and they won't give you the style points, if you will. But you win that ACC championship, you're in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, unless everybody has like four losses or three losses, right. you know, we lose, Clemson loses three, North Carolina, you know, if everybody's beating up on each other, then yeah, sure. But I don't see that happening. I see like us or Clemson has one or two losses at most, and then we win the title game or they win the title game. Yeah. And you're yeah. in the playoffs. So, so I mean you can have a couple close games. And title games have saved teams that had close games. It gave them that second We've chance. Seen it in the past. They've gotten a second chance. Look at Ohio State. Look at Alabama. Oklahoma. Look at Georgia. They've had close games. They've had losses that they shouldn't have lost. And then they go win the title game, and bam, they're in the playoffs. Exactly. So, so the bottom line is, people, and all of us Irish fans, just we need to just take a breath, relax, calm down. This is one game, a game that we yep. won. There's, there's 10 more on the schedule. We have plenty of time to improve. So quit harping on one game and move on to the next. Yep. But, and but now like we're said, on to South Florida. Yep. The next man, the next man, I'm sorry, the next team is up. 
and that is South Florida. Got to get ready for them. And our team is going to need all the support they can get. So if you're not on board, then jump off the ship as far you know as far as I'm concerned. But true Irish fan, true Irish fans stick behind the team all the way, no matter how sloppy a, a win might be. So, yeah. With that said, uh, Ben, I have nothing else. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Nope, I don't. I got nothing. So if you liked this video, please smash that like button down below. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon on after you've subbed the channel so you never miss a video. We are an audio that airs um, on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, and I think we're on SoundCloud, too. Um, Anchor does a lot of the work for us. Yeah. So you know, if you're needing audio only and YouTube's not your thing, check us out there. Um, but that's all I got, you know. So yeah, take us, John, finish it off. All right. So on that note, everyone, uh, victory for the first game of the season. It's always something to celebrate regardless. So... On that note, I'm Indy Sean 45. I'm Irish Benjamin 57. God bless, good night, and go Irish. Go Irish.